Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. I'm your host, Meredith, from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany, from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professional at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. So welcome to Take It or Leave It. On today's episode, we have a special guest. We're going to be talking about Halloween, right? (laughs) (laughs) So on today's episode, we we do have a special guest. We have Christina Kuzmik with us. Yay! And she is a delight. She is wonderful. We're going to bring her in in a second. But then I thought it would be really interesting to talk about step parenting because I know we have a lot of step parents in the community. Yes. And I know that you are a stepmom. Yep. And Christina's husband is a step parent because she had two prior to them getting married. Ooh. And so we'll, we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about Halloween because it's coming up. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we're going to talk love and marriage. Yes. I love the subject for mm-hmm. love and marriage today. Mm-hmm. 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 Well done. We are here because we've all struggled as moms. And anyone who says they haven't is a big fat liar pants. <laughs> so... Our special guest today is actually very special. A lot of you guys probably know her from her fun viral videos. Her name is Christina Kuzmik. Kuzmik? Kuzmik. We should address how to pronounce it for the world. Christina Kuzmik. So welcome to the show, Christina. Hi. Hello. I'm excited to talk to you girls. Hey, can you tell us how to say your last name just for future? Yeah, it's actually Kuzmik. Mitch. Oh, we, I know it doesn't look like that, right. but that's what it is. Oh. It's Croatian, blah, blah, blah. So there's no H, but it's a hard H on the end. Mitch? Kuzmich? Kuzmich. Kuzmich. Like pretend it's a CH, yeah. Yeah, like Good a hard, hard H. Okay. Sorry, I that went a little a, piratey there. Yeah. Okay. Way to embarrass <laughs> us in front of our guests. Jeez. <sighs> Anyway, um, so welcome. We're going to get into what you do in a little bit. But first, we thought it would be fun for you to share a recent mom fail that you experienced because none of us are perfect. And so we like to show the imperfect side of motherhood. Oh, God, this was just recently. They had like this be a friend day or whatever at my kids preschool. And everybody was supposed to bring in a book like their favorite book, wrap it up and give it to a friend. And of course, I overlooked it. And so my kid was the only one that didn't have a book, which means there was one kid sitting there that never got a gift Mm. because Christina is dumb. And the girl was really sad and she didn't understand why everybody got a gift except for her. So then, you know, I spent the rest of the day like trying to find the mom's address so I could like bring her a book and like running around and buying like 15 books because you got to make up for the fact that you didn't bring the one. Anyway. (laughs) It, I just felt so bad that my negligence actually hurt a child. Right. So, yeah, I oh. mother of the day. That's something that I would do, first of all. So what did you do? Did you show up at their house at night with a stack of books? Like, I'm Well, so sorry. the preschool wasn't allowed to give me the address because, you know, I sounded like a freaking stalker. <gasps> it was yeah. a preschool? So I just dropped off, like, a collection of books <laughs> for the preschool to give to. But it's not the same because she missed out on that moment right. in front of her classmates and she was singled out. Wow. I don't even know. If and you know what? I like, there. I am all about not feeling mom guilt. Like I've been working on this because I think it's just such a waste of our energy. And I felt, and you know what? I deserved it. I got to say there's some guilt that's appropriate. Like I actually deserve to feel a little guilty then. Well, and that's okay. I mean, it it, it does happen and you, you, you owned up to it and you showed up with 
lots of lots of books. So I think that's all right. But it it does happen. It it's hard to yeah. keep up with all of the theme days they have and all of oh, the. Oh God! I mean, like every time you turn around, it's like I need a dollar for Spirit Day. I need a dollar for whatever. I have to wear today's hat day. Today's whatever day. And it's like no, it's go to school day. Yeah. Get out of my you house. You know what? Go Moms need. Moms need secretaries. Every mom <laughs> needs a secretary. I strongly yes. believe this. I, Agreed. I, I agree. Well, well, that little kid won't remember it, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's not going to hold on to that for the rest of her yeah. life and then never read another book again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there might be some therapy of like, I always felt excluded in life. Oh, Lord. Like, I, I think you're yeah, safe. I think gonna... you're safe. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk to Christina now, though, and I think just ask you a bunch of uh, random questions and force you to answer them. So Christina is energetic, funny, and obsessed with creativity. She has an in-your-face perspective on issues of parenting and life in general. In fact, you may have seen Christina recently on your Facebook feed. She has become an internet sensation with her mom-centric videos about raising kids and juggling all of life's challenges. With over 900 million views across media platforms, that's a lot. That's a big number, guys. Mm. Uh, And websites worldwide and well over 2 million Facebook followers, Christina already has a voice and a personality that has proven to be a hit with a massive audience. So welcome, Christina, to the show. Yay! Yeah, It's so funny because... I I used to watch your videos all the time, um, and now we're on the phone, and it just feels like so cool. Like I feel really cool getting to talk to a celebrity today. Um, oh my gosh, I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> a B, we need to talk more often. Yes, agreed. <laughs> I'm on my way over. Um, why do I have to make everything weird? Why Southern can't I just California, ask the question? We're coming your way. Okay, Yay. so I have a question for you. What is it that made you decide uh, to start making videos? And doing all of this. Okay, so this is kind of part of my story that I don't talk about much, but basically after my life sort of um, got normal again, <laughs> semi-normal, I got sort of discovered or whatever you want to call it by Oprah and she gave me a cooking show. And my what? whole idea behind then something that Oprah and I had talked about is that I wanted to do a cooking show that moms could watch and not be intimidated by. You know, I wanted a messy kitchen. I wanted my kids throwing tantrums, like something very much what you don't see on TV because every cooking show is intimidating, right? Right. So we agreed. She went off to film uh, the movie The Butler. I got stuff with TV TV execs who decided to make me perfect. I looked perfect. I had a perfect kitchen. Like they rented this expensive house. And I mean, everything was opposite of what I wanted. Everything was something that a mom would tune into and be intimidated by. So after that, I was like, I am not cut out for this. I don't want to do this. Like this is so fake, blah, 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 blah. And then couple years later, more than a couple years later, I had my third baby and I was just in, you know, it was the new baby thing. You're struggling. It's hard. It doesn't matter if it's your third. I'd been through it before, but it was hard. And I was thinking back on what I wanted to do with my cooking show. And I thought, I'm just going to, I don't need the cooking show. Like, I'm just going to talk about my own stuff. And so I started doing these videos and I didn't really do them to like get back in the entertainment industry. I almost did them more as like, the, you know, I wanted to basically, I always wanted to be for others what I needed when I was at my lowest. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, if I can be that mom for one person, for one of my friends who's struggling too, great. And then it kind of blew up into something way bigger than even that cooking show was. So wow, that was pretty cool. So do you just, when you're out, do you just occasionally drop like, well, when I was speaking with Oprah. I know the way she just, said it. Yeah. Do you just, did you just occasionally throw that into conversation? Because I think there are only so many people can be like, I was just chatting with Oprah and we uh, right. 
because no, that's kind but you know fantastic. what's great is um, Oprah gave me a car because apparently Oprah just likes to give away cars. Are you kidding? So it's the car is st- <laughs> yeah. So it's the car I still drive. This was like back in 2010 or 11, and I still drive it. And um, my license plate says "thankful," but in Croatian. And so a lot of times people will be like, oh my gosh, what does your license plate mean? Or I speak Croatian, whatever. And then I tell them the story of Oprah gave me this and I'm so thankful. I had no idea. I knew all of this. How did you not know about this? Is it because Chrissy? Oh my God. Maybe because you guys are besties. I'll send you you a picture where my hair looks like crazy. Like I just rolled out of bed and it's like my one good picture with Oprah. And I'm like, come on, Christina. <gasps> okay. So can did I ask you not really look quick? decent that one day? Uh-huh. How did you get hooked up with Oprah to begin with? Not that I'm trying to get hooked up Meet with her. Oprah? Well, <laughs> so Mark Burnett, who's the guy that does survivor and all those shows, right? He and Oprah partnered up, um, to do a show for her new network when she started own her network, yeah. um, to do a show called, um, what was it called? Oh, Oprah Search for the Next TV Star. Mm. So it was basically like a reality show. And my husband encouraged me to enter because he was like, you've always sort of been an entertainer and your degrees in theater. And so I entered, had interviews with Mark Burnett, made it to the top 10. The top 10 competed on a TV show. And then I freaking won. Amazing. And she freaking won. That's a mic drop moment. No, right this there. was the best part of that story mm. is that Literally two years before that, I was sleeping on a floor, sharing a bedroom with my children. I didn't have money to buy a bed. Wow. And then two years after that, Oprah's giving me a show. She's giving me money and she's giving me a freaking car. It was just unbelievable. Crazy. It's it's but it's a wonderful story of of hope and perseverance. And it just it speaks to the person that you are, which is wonderful. You're a wonderful person. Thank you. Yeah. You so can... so can you tell? Oh, I'm so sorry. It's Tiffany. So rude. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. It wasn't that good. Um, well, what I wanted to know what's what's coming next, like in the next five years, like, OK, you don't have to tell me your next five year plan, but but like what's coming next for you and what do you want to do? Because you have like I see you everywhere doing all sorts of different things. So what are you honing in on? What is coming next for Christina and what should people be looking for? So I'm finishing up my book, which will be coming out in 2019. I can't tell you the exact dates yet. Um, and that was totally out of my comfort zone because, again, English is my second language. So talking is fine for me, but writing was a way bigger of a challenge for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have um, I have some stuff in the works that they tell me not to talk about, which is so annoying. But there's a, I'm a, I have a development deal for a TV show. That doesn't mean there's going to be a TV show. Anybody listening to this who doesn't know how TV works, mm-hmm. that just means there's a development deal and things fall apart all the time. So don't get excited. And then um, I'm going on tour uh, next winter. Yes. Uh, 20 city tour, which I know you ladies are going on to. I think we, why don't we just do a joint tour? We just right. do a joint tour. <laughs> it makes I, sense. I, agreed. Where do we, where do we ha- have somebody write that up? Because I, th- I feel like it would be way more fun to travel around with you two. Yes. And eat Well, food. even though mm. our Sorry. audiences are, we have, you know, some of the same audience. I think we all have our own audiences too. And it'd be fun to bring all those people together. Yes. I agree. I agree. So we just have to contact somebody about that. Um, since it's all the same <laughs> tour company, it's probably just one phone call. It's probably you made that way more simpler. Than I <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey, we've decided to just combine this. Yeah. Can we just a threesies? Well, oh my god, we could be called the threesome. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew it. Yay! Oh my gosh, that's a little inappropriate. All right, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> Go figure. 
All right. You want to have the, you want to take another question? You want to ask her another question? What do you want to do? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, wouldn't it be fun if we had a caller call in and ask her a question, but I feel like that. We can do that. Okay. Let's do that. So we're going to give you the phone number and anybody who's in here that calls in, you can ask Christina a question. In the meantime, why don't you tell us uh, where people can find you online so that they're, that they're absolutely following you for Sherzy's McTurzy's. What? <laughs> Sorry. Um, that is such a mom thing to say. Get I love it. together. Sherzy's uh, McTurzy's. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and it's all at, and Twitter and it's all at Christina with a K and then last name K-U-Z-M-I-C. Nope. I'm not on Snapchat. I'm Ooh. not on all those other things that people are on that I don't know how to use yet, but mm. someday I will be. I can't do Snapchat because the moment I got a Snapchat account, two minutes later, I was sent un- unsolicited penis pictures. <gasps> wow. And so I do not. I cl- closed it immediately. And I didn't realize that that's like a thing people do on Snapchat. <sighs> it's just like, wow. hey, I'm going to send you a picture of my pee-pee. And it's like, no, 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 no. I had no. Snapchat. So basically, like- uh, I, my teenagers will never be allowed to have Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ever. I guess it was very. I like looked into it after the fact because, and of course, I'm holding my phone, and there's a picture of male genitalia on it. My husband is like, "What is this?" Mm. And I'm like, "I don't. I swear to you, I don't. It's not even an attractive penis. I don't know what to tell you, husband. I, I never got any. Really? And I was on there for like two years. What the heck? Well, I'm just kidding. Oh, I don't want to. You're. you're- <laughs> I'm telling you, it was w- literally once. Uh oh, uh oh. Uh, you have to hit the cl- Dave. Me? No, a- anybody that can read. My phone is ringing in the middle. Of we're this. we're helpless. It's like one more foot for us one to push the foot. button. There we go. Sorry about that. Okay, guys. so we have a caller who has a question for you. Welcome, Kimberly. Hello. And this is just going to be a simple, silly question. But Christina, you always wear your leather bracelet. Your band. Yes. And one time, long time ago, you said where you got it, and I missed it. But I want to get one so badly. Okay, I have good news for you. It's from Porter and Hazel. Porter and okay. Hazel.com. But they're actually doing a giveaway on my page next week. <gasps> nice. So tune in. And and hold, you, even if you don't win, they're giving like 20% off for, I forget, like two or three weeks <gasps> to everyone. And awesome. I, I, yeah, I love love that cuff we didn't got my kids names engraved on it but you can engrave anything you want this was serendipitous i know nobody asked me that like on podcasts this is awesome the time that's what i love my kids names and just like something underneath it you know simple saying but thank you so much i love all three of you you're my three favorite girls oh we love you too thank you so much something that would be awesome thank you thank you okay bye-bye thank you Meredith. Oh, it's time for a joke, isn't it? Well, it's it, I have an important question, though. Okay. Why is Dracula so easy to fool? I need to know. I don't know why. Because he's a sucker. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> that sounded like a real laugh. I'll uh, take it. All right. All right. All right. All right. So in trending parenting news today, I figured we'd talk um, step parenting. Blessings and pitfalls, because Mm. here's the thing. I have no frame of reference for this, but we get a lot of questions on the page about it because we have a lot of people in our community who are step parents. Yes. So I thought, what better way than to have a discussion with you two, because Tiffany is a stepmom. 
Uh, and Christina's husband is a stepdad. So these are two different perspectives right. as well. So I thought that was a really neat mix. So I figured I would kind of ask the questions and you guys could give the feedback and then it would be a delightful and Oprah would call us for a show. <laughs> I was just throwing that in there in case Christina wanted to share it with her good, good buddy, Oprah. Okay. Oh <laughs> Do you like how slick that was? That was pretty funny. That's fine. She's going to love it. All right. So let's see. Uh, I actually found a really good article on Huffington Post, and it. I, I'm going to basically just read a statement, and then you guys will chime in with with what you your thoughts. Okay, does that work? Totes. All yep. right. These are things that people don't tell you about step parenting. All right, no one tells you that being a step parent will put your self esteem to the ultimate test. Is that true or false? And if so, what are your thoughts? Um. For me, I would I can see how they would say that because there are times when um, you question whether or not you're good enough or the child says, you're not my real mom. And then you're like, dang it. Like maybe I'm not doing a good job. Um, I wonder if I'm doing a good job all the time. My stepdaughter, I call her a bonus daughter just because I don't know. I don't want it to be weird when I mm -hmm. talk about her. Um, she came into my life when she was um, two turning three and she's about to be eight. So I have a few years of experience on this subject. She's with us full time. So what about you, Christina? What do you, and um, this is obviously, I would direct it towards your thoughts on your husband. Right. So my husband actually wrote an article about this and he was taught because my kids see my ex-husband on the weekends and I've tried to create this environment where my ex-husband is always welcome here and he comes over for dinner. And last Christmas he slept over at our house so kids could have all of us for Christmas Aww. Eve. And I know that's weird to a lot of people and I wouldn't be hanging out with him if, you know, we didn't have kids, but we have kids. So we're trying to do, you know, what amazing feels right. Anyway, so in that sense, my husband, I mean, a lot of men would not be cool. Right. With another dude that has a past, a history, and has kids, you know, with his wife to be showing up like that. Um, so he's definitely had to sort of, you know, ask himself, like, okay, how much is this just, like, my own insecurities and my own stuff? And um, mm. I think after years now, because he's been a – nine years now we've been married, um, it's way easier. I need, At first it was an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that kind of that kind of pulls into this next one. No one tells you just how much the ex can affect your relationship. So you you touched on that a little bit, but what else have you had arguments about the ex husband with your current husband? Um, not really, but I have to say that that's because, and this would probably be my biggest piece of advice for anybody that's not married yet, but getting into that situation. My husband and I talked about this from every angle before we ever even got engaged because I was really blunt with them. And I said, listen, I'm in love with you and all that, but I'm going to occasionally have to cater to my ex-husband and I'm going to do everything I can to not create any drama for my kids. Right. And if you can't play along, and by the way, I get it. Cause I don't know if I could play along, but if you can't play along with that, I'm just not the right girl for you. So we sort of aired it all out. We actually went to couples therapy before we ever got engaged to talk about this specific issue so I think if we hadn't done that, there'd probably be a lot of arguments, yeah. but we sort of made a contract between ourselves, how we were going to deal with it before we ever got married. And I got to say, it's been so much easier on me, you know, like he's the one that's having to do the hard work and he's been incredible. I keep trying to convince him to like do his own thing, like talking to step parents, but he's just not, 
he's not a public kind of guy. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's but that's but I think that's great that you were so proactive in having those conversations prior to like you said even getting engaged because I think that solved a lot of your issues before they came to a head. They didn't have to come yeah, to a I head. Yeah, I think people, you know, they're in love and they want to get married and regardless of circumstances, whether there are any kids involved or whatever, they just have this mentality of, we'll figure it out. We're just so in love. We'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, but like love is not enough. <laughs> I know right. that goes against every cute quote on Facebook, but it's just not <laughs> like you have to actually, you know, do some really hard work and be prepared. Right. How about you, Tiffany? Has the ex affected your relationship and, you know, when it pertaining to the kids? Right. Um, I have made an effort to include her in as much as I can. So I feel like for me in my situation, I had a choice on how I let her affect the relationship. I could either, um, battle at every turn or I could be open-minded yeah. and willing to compromise. And that has helped tremendously. Well, I mean, geez, you guys are... <laughs> We're basically great people. You're, you're really, uh, yeah. But I mean, but I, but I think you're right because it is all about choices. I think in any any parenting situation, whether it's step parenting or you know, you know, you're parenting your own biological children, choices are a big part of it. Perspective is a big part of it. Um, all right, no one. And hold can, on, can I say yeah. one? Can I just say one thing? Because okay. I'm, I don't want anybody who's listening to this and is like really struggling with it to be like. Oh my gosh, I wish it was that easy. It's not easy. Like this is, I, I've said before publicly that being divorced and trying to co-parent with an ex-husband is the hardest part of my life. And yes. I've been through some hard crap Yeah. and it is still the hardest part of my life. So it's not supposed to be easy. It's freaking hard. And if you're struggling with it, amen, sister, I'm there with you. Can I say something in uh, response or agreeance to what you just said? I was not expect. I had a lot of really weird emotions in the beginning when I first came into Aubrey's life, like because she was only with us on the weekend sometimes. And I felt in a weird way, like that I was just a weekend babysitter. And so I didn't mm. know what I could say. Could I discipline her? Could I not? Where do we draw the line? And I found myself, and this is 100% honest um, and probably doesn't make me look too good, but I actually had resentment, misplaced resentment towards her. So where mm. I was just upset that so many people were involved in her life and she didn't have stability at the time. Um, I was, I was feeling resentful when she would come over, like we have this life and then she comes over and just disrupts it, but I can't tell her what to do when we're here, when she's here and stuff like yeah. that. I was very confused in the beginning. Um, and then I found out that it is up to me to create a bond with her. Like she's just mm. a little child and it's not going to happen naturally. So I put a lot of effort into, um, just adding to her life instead of being a replacement. And it changed everything when I started working towards creating a bond and doing things alone with her. I felt differently towards her once That's I awesome. put the work in. All right, let's do one more. No one tells you how hard it is to balance the demands of actually being a parent to someone who is not your biological child. What do we think about that? Can you say it again? No one tells you how hard it is to balance the demands of your role mm. for your child. This is not your biological child. So you touched on that a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, do you feel like, um, do you feel like, because here's the thing. 
I don't, I don't feel like when I had my first kid that I was given a, 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 a rule book or a guidebook and I had it figured out. So it has to be probably doubly difficult when you didn't even birth the child. Right. That's just my guess. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Um, for me, it was a strange situation because she, I didn't birth her. And so I didn't know, like I said, what the line was. So I knew that I was supposed to love her, um, because she was my husband's child, but I didn't know how to love her really because so many other people were involved. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. I didn't know what that noise was. Um, but yeah, the demands of the role. So it's like, um, you're at my house, you're jumping on the couch. Am I allowed to scold you or not? Because you're my stepchild. I don't know what my role is. Um, and mm -hmm. it just kind of develops over time. You figure it out what it is. Like she's with us full time now. So I'm her primary caregiver. Um, and so that took time and work, but in the beginning I had no clue what I was doing and I was always so confused and full of like resentment and frustration. I never took it yeah. out on her, um, but I would be dying inside trying to figure out what I was going to do. How did your husband deal with that, Christina, with di figuring out how to discipline the kids? So the kids were, we had kind of opposite. They were mostly with us and then most weekends, just weekends with their dad. So what my husband decided early on is I'm not looking at this as these are my wife's kids. I'm going to look at this as they're my kids, like I adopted them, but. Then he had to also learn to like take a step back the minute their dad walked in. So like the minute that like if their dad all of a sudden came for dinner, his role completely, my husband's role completely changed. And he went from the one that's totally involved and doing all the dad duties to a step back, almost like, you know, now I'm an uncle. Now I don't get to say, right. go sit down. That's their dad. So that was, that's something that is so hard. It's like this dance that you have to perfect. Mm. And he would say that it took him years. He's, he's great at it now. And even then he was great, but he struggled like outwardly. It looked easy, but he was really struggling of like, especially because my ex-husband parents very differently than we do. And that's always been a struggle for us. So for him to watch, you know, for him to put in all this work for an entire week and then the weekend comes and it's like, it's all blown because this guy's doing it completely differently. Right. I mean, the one thing my husband and I said early on, like kids first, ego last. And I got to say, I don't know if I could do it as well as my husband does. Just like putting mm. his ego aside repeatedly. I don't know if I could do it. Right. Because it is about the kid ultimately. And I, yeah. I had to remind myself of that. What can I do to give her the best life? Being angry at her mom or other people involved is not going to help anything. So yeah. it did take a lot of biting my tongue and stepping back. I love the dance analogy that you did because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. But that's, th th that's something that I didn't even think about is when the other parent is present and, yeah, and you have to take that step back. Like I was never because because as as a tr as our family is with no step parenting involved, nobody gets to take a step. Like nobody takes a step back because mm -hmm. we both have to be on all of the time. And I wouldn't even know what to do if I was told you have to take a step back. Right. I don't even know how right. I would react to that. So think hearing what you said is like you know like oh my gosh that's so true. Mm. Like you have to when they when he walks in. And I don't know anything about your ex-husband, but it, it it was funny when you were talking. It reminded me of the movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, mm -hmm. uh, Daddy's Home, because he, you know, he's 
he's the dad that kind of swooped in and did the fun stuff. And then Will Ferrell played the step parent who was always there. And yeah, it's exactly. a very interesting thing to be like, wait a minute, they get to come in and do the fun stuff. Right. And I have to do right. the daily grind stuff. Yeah. Like, I think that would chap my rear, rear side something fierce. Yes. So, you know, that is intense and not a thought yeah. that crossed my mind. Christina. Um, do you, was there ever a point where you felt like your husband, like, wasn't, uh, parenting your children the way you thought he should, um, or he did something that you didn't agree with. And then did you feel the need to step in and say something, or do you just kind of let him figure it out on his own? Um, I didn't step in in front of the kids because I never wanted to undermine him in front of the children, especially because he was their stepdad. Mm. And so it's like, you're already fighting that, right? You're right. already kind of in a way feel under like, you know, um, it's like my husband describes it. It's like being a dad, but not quite a dad. Right. You know? And so, um, right. so, but then we would talk in private and I'd be like, Hey, and I also, I don't want to be like that nagging. Like I know it all, even though obviously I did know more cause I had experienced parenting and he didn't, he had never had kids before. So it, when we were alone, I would be like, okay, dude, here's why I don't handle it that way. And let's talk about it, but never in front of the kids. Awesome. Yeah. That, that has to be tough. The dynamics are just in- crazy. It's intense. honestly, it, again, uh, we've been doing this now for nine years and it is still a challenge all right. the time. And you know what else too, like having the maternal instinct in me, whereas my husband sometimes like in the beginning, he wasn't nearly as involved as I was in, um, his daughter's life. So his daughter would come over and he almost like, didn't know how to act or what to do. And so I immediately started taking over. Um, and it's, it's so different me being the stepmom and you having a stepdad, but I think it's so awesome when a man steps up to the plate, um, and helps take care of the kids. Um, when sometimes it's hard to even get the real dad to be there when you need yeah. him. Not that I'm talking crap about my husband. I'm just saying, Right. I'm just and saying. Then, <laughs> and then I do have to say, like, so we had one together later. I know you guys had Tiffany kids together. Um, and then there's that whole other dynamic of like, is it gonna is this gonna change things? Is he gonna favor his biological kid to his stepkids? And thankfully my husband has been great about it. But like there's all these new dynamics now, you know, mm. with bringing in another kid. Oh, it's so you guys do have a kid yeah, together. Third. Yep. Is, oh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. So he's locked in. He's locked and loaded. <laughs> he's there. So do you notice a difference in the way he parents the kids or treats the kids? No. And I hate telling these stories about my husband because he literally sounds perfect and he's not, you guys. He's it's so annoying. Perfect. But he, <laughs> we decided when we got married that we would have children together. And then all of a sudden, a few years into the marriage, he's like, I decided I don't want kids. And I was like, what? Like, he's like, no, I, we shouldn't have kids together. And after like, you know, asking him, like begging him to explain it, because he kind of wasn't opening up. He was like, I, again, this is going to make him sound way too nice, but just know that he's not perfect. But he, his mindset was, I don't want Luca and Matea. Those are my older kids. I don't want Luca and Matea to ever wonder if I love my own kid more than them. And it wasn't even about his fear. It was like, he at that point loved them so much and would do anything for them. And just the idea of them ever wondering whether his love for another kid is stronger than for them, like killed him. So then I said, 
well, first of all, I just wanted to get knocked up and have more kids. So I was going to say anything, but I was like, listen, the fact that you're even thinking that way means that you will never, you know, act in a way that, Mm. and so I think he's kept that in mind. Like he's kept their feelings in mind. And I mean, I don't know. I've never had a step kid and a biological, I don't know if it's possible to love them all equally. Maybe it is. I mean, people adopt. And he said, it feels like adoption and they love their adopted kid as much as their biological kid. So but he doesn't, he doesn't show any difference. Amazing. And I guess if he did, you couldn't really say it. I was thinking that after I asked the question. Because <laughs> then I'd have to kick his ass. Right. Well, I think we could just end the podcast now because Christina and her husband have the most delightful relationship ever. And the yeah. No, no. We Puke. fought this morning, you guys. We <laughs> fought this morning. I thought I was going to be late for the podcast because we were fighting. Oh, oh no. You're right. great. I think I it's so good. Now. Thank you for fighting. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. So we'll move into parenting crap. So Halloween is fast approaching. Have you guys gotten costumes yet? Not yet. Same Z's. Uh oh. How about you, Christina? Um, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I feel better. Um, so a couple of questions. Do you guys um allow your kids to have as much candy as they want? Um, or do you monitor the candy intake? Like my, that video? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh let's see. So the night of Halloween. Free for all is a complete free for all. They can have as they can vomit (laughs) if they want to eat every single thing that they get in terms of like they have a a window of time from the time trick or treating starts until we get home and we've sorted. They can plow through candy. Nice. Once that happens and they're they're vomiting and there's diarrhea involved. I then say, all right, we're going to take a step back. I bag the candy, and then I have control of the candy moving forward. And you eat it all. I I take the things that I like. Right. Chocolate. Correct. And I bag Mm. that separately. And then the ganky stuff is all theirs. Those weird orange-wrapped things. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want none of that. What about you, Christina? I basically have the same exact method as Meredith. Like, that night, go nuts. Do whatever. Right. But I will stay up late that night after their sleep and steal all my favorite stuff. <laughs> I was. Just I also thinking. am not above taking notes on which house gives the best candy and noting it in the notes section on my iPhone ah. and making sure we don't skip that house uh, the next year. Uh, you do have to write down like full size Snickers, four two no, three eight yeah. whatever. Um, Bur- Burlington Drive. They give out the good ones. Do you um do you let your older kids trick or treat on their own? Alone? Did you say? Yeah, on their own. Like, what age yes. do you think is good to let kids Yeah, we live going? in a safe neighborhood, and they're 13 and 15, and my only rule is you can't be by yourself. Like, you have to be in a group of three or more. Ooh, that's a good rule. Speaking of 13 and 15, Meredith. Yeah. There is – What do you, did you find out what town that was in? There's several towns. Did you print that for me? No. No, my husband didn't. It's up in the northeast. It's in um, – what's that called? New England. And there's a bunch of counties and municipalities in New England that basically stated that if the child is 12 or older and they are caught trick-or-treating, they can be fined twenty-five between 25 to to $100 for being trick-or-treating. And be charged with a misdemeanor. And be this charged is bullcrap, you guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm not happy about this. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. Two things. First of all, I'm not happy about it because that means I get less candy because I, you know, <laughs> what's a four-year-old going to pick up? Seriously, like he's he right. doesn't have the experience right. that my older ones have. And second of all, if a ch- if if any human, I don't care if they're 90, if you take the time to throw some makeup on and like come up with a creative costume, 
you deserve candy. Like life is busy. Life is hard. If someone's going out of their way to dress up, give them freaking candy. Right. I agree. 100%. I was shocked. I didn't think it was real when I first heard about it. So my, the business manager just passed this over to me. So Portsmouth, Chesapeake, Hampton, Newport News, Suffolk, Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Williamsburg, James City, York County have all put stipulations on trick-or-treating. Nobody over the age of 12 and trick-or-treating must transpire between the hours of 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. At 8 p.m., it literally shuts down. You can not trick-or-treat anymore how can you put a law on halloween well they did literally put a law on it and then says listen to this if a 12 year old is caught trick-or-treating they can face a fine between 25 and 100 dollars. on top of that it's up to six months in jail if convicted of <laughs> who is this halloween scrooge yeah <laughs> with this crap uh, listen when you grow up and become an adult all the fun stuff goes away why are they trying to take this from us like when you're 12 and 13 you're still into candy and fun time like why are all they- those teenagers come to my house Come trick or treat. I'll give you candy. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if it's midnight. You can get candy at my house. So, does, but not my favorite candy. I'll give you like the leftovers. So, if you're the drug dealer in this scenario, do you get charged <laughs> also if yes. you're handing out I, after hours? Seriously, yeah. <laughs> Underage minors, do you but, get in trouble? But that's but that's this is just ridiculousness because these are kids. Right. Like Twelve years old, you are a kid. I don't care if you're sixteen. I I tr- we trick or treated in high school. Right. I, okay, I want to say one, one more year. thing about this that pisses me off. <laughs> so when, when I was in high school, there was this girl, I think she was, she wasn't high school anymore. She was like 18 or 19. And she, I don't know, I'm not sure what her situation was, but she had special needs and she was not able to participate in a lot of things. I don't think she was even verbal. And her parents used to decorate their house for Christmas in like October because it made her so happy. Mm-hmm. And people would complain and be like, and then they would keep it up to like March and people would complain and be like, oh my gosh, these people are so lame. It's not Christmas anymore. And they didn't know the backstory of this is like the one thing that made this girl ecstatic. And so I think about those kids, like their kids, this is, this is their thing. This is the thing that makes their life. Right. They get to dress up. No one's mocking them for how they look because mm. they're in a costume and they're not supposed to look however people expect them to look, you know, right. all that stuff. And, and they're, somebody's handing them candy and people are being nice to them. People that maybe usually would be rude to them or judge them are being friendly with them. Don't take that away. I don't care if you're 20. Come trick or treat. Like, I, anyway, you get. She's going to write someone a letter about this. The county. Well, I just think it's I think it's ridiculous and excessive. And I think what their what their point was or that I'm I believe their point to be is that they don't want people vandalizing these kids vandalizing neighborhoods. Right. But here's the thing. Um, you're not going to be able to stop kids from going out and toilet paper, toilet papering houses and egging houses. That's not, that's not going to happen by saying you can't be, you can't trick or treat if you're over 12 because you're just, you're just, um, excluding a a large group of kids who are probably not going to go out and do that anyway. And the kids who were going to go out and do it are going to find a way to go out and do it anyway. Right. And now the kids who weren't going to do it are pissed because they can't have candy and they're going to go do it. (laughs) I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I found it ridiculous. And we, we, we covered this story over on our website and I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. These are kids. Like my son is 12 and he was like, I don't think I'm going to dress up this year. I'm, I think I'm too cool for that. And I'm like, no, you're not. We no, you're not. We're all going together. You are going to dress up. We're going to have a good time and we're going trick or treating. We've gone trick or treating every year. So we're going trick or treating. It's not, it's not optional. It's a family night. 
Amen. So amen to that. Um, do you have a problem with the overly sexualized costumes for young girls? I haven't seen any. Oh, I have. I've seen quite a I few. I have too. Really? And it makes my heart sad. It like what? It does. I saw a police officer for a girl that was a miniskirt. And it begged a couple of questions. Number one, never have I seen a female officer wearing a miniskirt. <laughs> um, they wear the exact same uniform th- that the men do. It is their police. Right. That's the uniform. Uh, so I think that's just ridiculous because if, she, if my daughter wanted to be a police, uh, a police woman, she should be wearing the same costume as a boy because it's legitimately the same thing. Why do we have to put her in a mini skirt? What age are we talking for these costumes? This was about an eight, nine, 10 year old. Really? Yeah. And it was intense. And I was looking at it and I was like, mm, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hard pass on that one. Um, some of the kitty cat stuff. That came together just made me like cringe because I was just sitting here thinking, oh, sweet Lord. What do you mean some of the kitty cat stuff? It was like a package of like cat ears and a tail and once again, a tiny little skirt Mm. and a crop top. And I'm like, you know, I've had a cat. (laughs) I've I've had a cat. I've never seen my cat wear a crop top. Like it didn't, it just, it wasn't a style that my cat favored. You know, it, it, my cat was normally fully clothed in fur. Right. Right. It just, it worked for her, for her, you know, but what do you think, Christina? I don't know. It makes my skin crawl. Well, and again, my older two are 13 and 15. Uh, no, they're not allowed to dress like that, but I see it like even more. I mean, you can imagine what 15 year old girls mm-hmm. are wearing. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I just don't think it, I don't think anything good comes from it. Let's put it that way. And I also like with my 13, so my 15 year old is a boy. My 13 year old is a girl. I don't want my 13 year old to think like to, you, in order to get extra attention, you need to show your body. Right. You know, I just feel like it's encouraging something that's not necessarily healthy. I also think, when they're adults, you know, adults can dress however they want. And I'm going to stay out of everybody's business. But, like, there's certain things kids just shouldn't do. Just like, you know, there's a drinking age and there's a driving age. Let's have, like, a when can you show off a ton of skin age. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Why don't we take a caller and see if somebody wants to t- um, give us their opinion on Halloween costumes for, for young girls. Because I think your point is very uh, – it's a very good point that you just made about the fact that – so we're we're going to a- applaud them for for dressing inappropriately to emphasize the fact that we think their physical appearance is what makes them important. Like I don't want my daughter to ever think that she her her ex is it external beauty is that the mm-hmm. right way to say it sounds good is what ma- sounds right um, is what makes her a good person because what makes her a good person is that she has a super sweet heart and she would bend over backwards for you and she you know, loves to help out with my nephew, Mason. She will babysit him while we're here, obviously all still here at the house. But I mean, those are the things that make her yeah, a, a really good, good human being. Not that she has gorgeous hair or, you know, a pretty skin tone. Like that's not what makes her a good, solid person. And I don't want that to be her thought process moving forward. I don't want yeah. her to think this is all about the way I look. Mm-hmm. That's that's what gets me about this because when you look at the boys' costumes, you know what I mean. It's like they don't they didn't yeah. make the policemen wearing short shorts. 
They did the Reno 911 costume. Well, that's. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. Yeah. So is this really like a problem? Like are parents buying these for their children and they're walking the streets? Really? Yes. Yes. I mean, the stuff I've seen recently like blows my mind, not just for Halloween, like the stuff I see when I pick my high schooler up and I'm like, wow, that is a lot of I see more skin right now than on the beach. Like, you know, in general, general. even if there's like a code, kids will go dress to school a certain way and then rip that off. Right. And, you know, right after school. But uh, speaking of sexy costumes, my 13 year old daughter on her own decided this year that she's going to be Dwight from The Office. Oh, oh my gosh. Office. I, I love need to her. see a picture of that. So she has the glasses. She's wearing the suit. And I'm like, OK, wow. She's taking my no sexy costume to the extreme. I oh absolutely love that. And you need to send me a picture of that. I have to. See I that. will. <laughs> we, we were hardcore Office fans. OK, so Sammy from Iowa is here. Sammy has four kids and has something to say about Cecil. Halloween costumes. (laughs) Hi, Sammy. Hello. How are you? I'm good. All right. So what's your thought? So my thoughts are, I have a daughter who is 19 and she's special needs, but I have always been really hard on letting her choose what she wears for Halloween. So if she tries to wear something that's a little more short or shows off skin then i make her put on leggings i'd be like here you can wear this but you're gonna wear leggings underneath it so you're not showing off anything that's a good compromise i like that because she's still getting to wear the costume but you're keeping her high knee covered yeah and like because she's like i said she's special needs and she's 19 so she still goes trick-or-treating she still does all that stuff with the family and actually, with our family, we all get together, you know, all of the aunts and uncles and their cousins and stuff. We all walk around together. Aww. And so there's always a lot of family and everything. But, yeah, I just make sure that she's always covered. And generally, since we live in Iowa, they always have coats on, too. Mm-hmm. I, I always forget about the northerners who have actual weather this time of year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> actually cover up because it is chilly like the dew point here today was 78 percent, meaning literally we could be underwater that's how much humidity it is and it was about 88 89 degrees this morning at at 8 a.m so i always forget you northerners have actual weather to deal with so but that's a great 45 degrees here right now oh my gosh oh my gosh okay (gasps) that's serious maybe that's why i'm seeing more sexy costumes over here in southern california than other parts of the country because it's actually warm enough for those right i think there's probably a a weather issue component agree interesting so in cold climates you can't really wear sexy costumes because you're so cold well you could but you'd be like like i have to take off six coats to find it right (laughs) Right. Yeah, like this year she picked out a nurse costume. And, of course, she has to get it from the adult section because, you know, she's older. Right. And it's like, okay, so we're going to put on some pants underneath it to make sure that it's not showing anything. <laughs> yeah. But that's also a big that's, – that's, and you made another really good point there. Because she's older, you are shopping in the adult section, and those always have a tendency to be skewed a little more to the sexy side. Yeah. And so you have a different battle that you're fighting with that as well, you know, because we're, you know, we're, we have younger, we have younger kids, but you're, you know, she's, she's 19. So yeah, she's got to wear something on the adult side. Like that's a a whole different 
aspect to it. Well, thank you so much for calling in. And um, I love your compromise. I think it's a great compromise. You're doing a great job. And you guys have a blast on Halloween. All right. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. I'm just excited for Halloween candy. That's what I'm getting out of all of this. We keep talking about Halloween and I'm really hungry. Well, why don't we, me too. Um, why don't we uh, end this segment with your candy. Fa- favorite oh. Halloween candy? Well, I don't have any candy. What Tiffany, kind of it's- crap is this? But could, why don't you tell us what <gasps> your favorite? Oh, I do. I have Dove chocolate right here. Yeah, this is the best day of my life. What um, is your favorite, Christina, what is your favorite Halloween candy? The thing that you steal every year from your kids? So it has to be chocolate and it has to have a crunch to it. Oh. So a Kit Kat is a really good choice mm-hmm. for me. Um, oh, last year, the year before, somebody was giving away Toblerone bars. Do you know what those are? Mm-hmm. Like little mini ones, which never happens on Halloween. That's like one of my favorite candies. So neighbors, if you're listening, thank you in advance. Um, but yeah, crunchy and chocolate. I will okay. steal. Right. Reese's. Minor, my my go-to is Reese's as well. But mm-hmm. you know what else I love that um, is a rare find in Halloween, but I always get so excited because I would never just stop and buy these for myself? 100 grand. Rolos. Ooh, I buy uh, those. No, that does nothing for me. That does nothing. For, I I'll love send you rolos. my Rolos. It's something about getting your teeth ripped out of your gums. That that's they just do. so appetizing. And I can't. And I can't. Oh, do you know what I love and everybody makes fun of me? What? Candy corn. I love candy corn and everybody's like that's the grossest thing on the planet and I'm like shut up this is the best I literally have been eating candy corn for two months since they came out on the show by the way you need to try this with your kids I don't know if you've already done it do you know that if you stack up candy corn it actually in like a circle it actually creates the shape of a corn like it looks like a real corn I need to send you a text a picture (laughs) yeah I have no it's really cool that's why it's called candy corn because if you put them together you can actually make it look like corn on the cob oh I oh, knew because that, of yeah. the colors? Yes. Ah. Oh. I'll send you a no. picture. All right. Yeah. Send me a picture. Um, okay. Have you tried candy corn M&M's? Not to keep talking about food, but have you tried them? No. Are they a delight? You're not even living your life. Oh, okay. They're well. so delicious. You have to put all three colors in your mouth at one time. It's oh, there's okay. rules to these? Yeah, that's well? how you get optimum taste. Do you hate candy corn, <laughs> Christina? No, I don't like it. My husband's obsessed. He's got like bags of it here and I hate it. I love the pumpkins. That's what, that's what my husband gives my little one every time he I love him. poops on the potty. There you go, you guys. Aw. There you go. I, I'll poop Meredith. on the potty for some candy corn. I have no shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come to my house, Meredith, and if you poop on the potty, my husband will give you a candy corn pumpkin. All right. I, well, I don't poop in public. That sounds so, so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> yeah, it sounds real weird. I'm not a public pooper. I will keep my feces <laughs> to myself, but that's fine. All right. So let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Love and Marriage is brought to you by Meredith and Tiffany and Christina because we're all spectacular wives. Mm. Nope. Mostly me. (laughs) In Love and Marriage, putting your spouse before the kids. Mm. Is that a reality? So I read one time online, there was this thing that showed you how to be a good wife. And basically it went through talking about how you make sure your husband has his food first. You make sure that you... Um, take care of him before the children. And I remember being outraged. Like he doesn't need my help like the kids do. He can get off his butt and make his own food. But on the other hand, I understand how you have to nurse that relationship and continue making him feel special in order to 
have him around for the kids long enough. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a very interesting um, idea. What do you, Christina, are you always putting your spouse before your kids? Is it possible? No, I, I don't. And I don't think it's possible. I try. Um, I also hate the whole, like, it's always, this question is always geared at women. Can we just talk about that? Yeah. Like mm. men aren't asked, do you put your wife first or your kids? First? Like, I don't know. Men just are asked different questions and it drives me nuts. But, um, I think, I mean, my husband, and I go on date nights. That's really important to us. And we decide early on, like when we're on a date night, we can't talk about the kids because otherwise that's all we're going to talk about. And then we're not going to be connected. Right. Well, that lasted like two dates. And then, <laughs> you know, you end up talking about the kids. Yeah. So that didn't work. Um, I, it's, I don't know. I hate the word balance cause nothing is a perfect balance, but I try to, you know, we like, we try to get away. We try to have our date nights and I'm sorry, motherhood is freaking hard. It's all consuming. Mm. Like it's, it's hard. And right. thankfully my husband doesn't need him to cut up his chicken, but my four-year-old does so right. sorry, cutting up his chicken. Are so, you sure though? And, You're sure he doesn't need your help with the chicken? Just checking. Well, is, I don't, I'll check in with it. Okay. <laughs> what does it mean to put your spouse before the kids? Like, what does well, that mean? So I read this article at beating. I found this, I found this website and I found the, the name of the website interesting as well. It's called beating 50%, meaning over 50% of marriage is now in, in divorce. Oh. So they, they basically, they had this article and it's, it gave tips on how to put your spouse first. What, the other interesting thing that I found out after I was reading this was that the couple who was sharing this information didn't have kids. <gasps> so oh I was gosh. like, I'm confused. I can't. But oh, here's this the is thing. This one of my pet peeves. I know. <laughs> I know. But, here's, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Some of these tips are made sense in the ways that you could integrate them into your marriage. But... You, I mean, you have to remember that life is a crapshoot, and when you have a bunch of kids, you never know what what's going to happen each day, right? Mm-hmm. But they, so here, here was one of them that I'm super guilty of all the time. It said you can show your spouse you love them more by putting down your phone. Mm. I am guilty of this all the time. So it says, how many of you have asked your spouse to question? My husband is going to freak out when he hears me say this because I didn't show this to him yet. How many of you have asked your spouse a question and the response was silence? Then you look over and they're staring at their phone. I (laughs) do that all the time to him. Mm. He will talk to me. I don't hear him at all because I'm engrossed in an email or a whatever. And he flips his crap. Does he? Yes. He gets that's I think the thing that makes him most mad about me is it he's shaking his head yeah really so you it. don't do that like is it more so you doing it I than am him? the guilty one he really? will crush candy like a fiend <laughs> um but I just go over to his phone and I touch it and I go I've got your candy and then he gets super ticked because I've touched his candy but that's how I get his attention mm. but when he like when I'm ignoring him he gets ticked and I'm not purposefully ignoring him it's working I am because I'm not paying attention right so it's a tough one but i'm very guilty of that am i the only one here who's guilty of that no no i mean i make it up like we have a rule where at dinner time everybody's phones have to not just be away like they can't even be near the dinner table yeah because there's too much temptation yeah and my husband and i do the same thing when we're out on dates like we'll put our phones away and then if we really want to like hey let's look at what the weather is here whatever that's fine but like we put our phones away but in everyday life no, and you guys know this is our part of this is because it's our job. Like our job is so much on the phone and not yeah. exactly. And, yeah. And we're working from home mostly. So it's yeah. like 
That's Sorry. my excuse that I use. That that's the excuse. <laughs> I'm like that I'm I working. Use. He's like, you don't work for Etsy. I'm like, mind your business. <laughs> you don't know my business. Get out of my I life. Do. We just got a contract. <laughs> uh, but but no, but I agree with that. We do not have phones at the dinner table. That is not allowed. Um, I don't take mine. He doesn't take his. And the kids cannot have an electronic. Uh, we we have been lax and have to get back on not having the TV on during dinner because mm. my youngest son is a YouTube fanatic. He loves to watch everything and anything on YouTube. And so he'll put it on the TV right before dinner starts. And then I've noticed that we're all watching these idiots on YouTube that have a bajillion subscribers and a bajillion views. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. And then we're lost for 30 minutes mm-hmm. because we're shoving food in our pie holes and watching these idiots. Right. So I have to be better about turning that, that off because we used to never have the TV on during a meal. Uh, but I agree. they have You have to have some some uh designated no cell phone times because it is especially with what we do and how connected we are we are like i'm i am admitting i have a problem i I am bad at that i was just gonna say realistically in general i feel like it is an addiction yes it is i have i am addicted um the next one says uh the little things saying i love you i prioritize you and you are worth it constantly i'm laughing as my husband's laughing at me (laughs) i'm bad at this too um says a lot and goes a very long way for your spouse they said some ideas i don't know if i can read this with a straight face Hmm. (sighs) examples of showing your spouse that you put them first and that you love them include leaving notes on the bathroom mirror a passionate love text (laughs) (laughs) did you snort i'm sorry i'm sorry hold on a surprise gift I know what my husband's surprise gift is. Bring home their okay. favorite dessert, a back rub without requesting a return of a favor, filling up the car with gas, cleaning your cleaning your spouse's car, or even just a hug or a kiss. These all sound delightful. I'm a terrible wife. But I'm, I'm emotionally stunted as a human being, and I don't know that I could do any of those things. Christina? Save the save the save the female race here in this. Okay, here's what I'll say. So I'm one of those people like, and I think most people are like this. Early on in the relationship, we give it our all. We're so in love, mm. right? And so I'm. I was like doing creative things for my husband. And all. Okay, I think after a while in marriage, like that, none of that stuff comes naturally. I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but it no. just doesn't. And so I do try to, you know remind myself like, Hey, this is what you did early on. Like I keep thinking like the strongest marriages I know, for example, my parents-in-law, my husband's parents Uh are amazing and have been married for 50 years. And I noticed like he will still, if he sees that her car is like getting close to empty, he'll just take it and get her gas because she doesn't like it. And I'm like, dude, if he can do it after 50 some years of marriage, um, I should be able to do little things that I know my husband would appreciate. So Let's put it this way. I was better at it early on. I think everybody is. And now I actually have to put in the effort. Yeah, I think. And I don't always. I think it's tough. And the way my like, and this is probably wrong. And some marriage expert would tell me I'm wrong for this thought process. But for me, the way I show him that I love him is I do his damn laundry and I clean the house and I keep things organized and going. And in my brain, I'm like, hey. Of course I love you because I'm doing these things that you don't like to do, that you don't want to do, and I'm taking care of it. And that's the way I show you I love you, ex- and and you better love that, I, that I'm doing it, and you better love and, it now. And that's my And can I say something that? I do think that's a form of showing love. I don't care what marriage therapists say because 
again, we live in a weird world that's a little weird, but in a lot of marriages, if a husband cooks a big meal and does the laundry for the wife and cleans the whole house, people go nuts. Some. They're like, oh my God, he's the greatest guy ever. Oh, well, yeah. women do it all the time. That's what I meant. So yes, it's a form of love. Do you guys know each other's love languages? Do you know your spouse's love? Yes. And laundry is one. <laughs> I don't think officially, but. I don't know if that's one of them, but kind what is, of. What is your husband's love language, Tiffany? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I was just wondering if you guys knew. I, my husband's is sex. Okay. Um, so touch, I guess. What it is it? Touch, touch affirmations, then. gift giving. There's five of them. The five yeah, love languages. I don't, I, I would just say that my husband just, that's his. Just like, sex. Sex. Wow. He's like, show me you love me with the sex. No, I'm just, that's I'm not just, a bad thing. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think it's, I think sometimes you have people who are very physical. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then sometimes you have people who are not. And I like, I don't, you don't have to hug me. Like it's cool. Like, Aww, we don't have to hug. I want hugs so much. You see, and I'm not a hugger, but do you know what my husband is really good at? Sex. No, he is. Oh. <laughs> um, no, he, his for me is he's a gift giver. And Aww. he's a fantastic gift giver. Really? And so he gave me a weighted blanket for our anniversary because he knows that I'm not a super big fan of being snuggled or hugged, but the compression of the weighted blanket helps me sleep at night. And so that was a brilliant anniversary yeah. gift. And we were, we've been married 15 years now and that was a great gift. Like some people were probably like, Oh, I can't believe you got a weighted <gasps> blanket. Oh, we have Yay. them here. Go ahead, Tiff. Okay. Off. So he just printed the five love languages, which super fast, by the way. Um, so they say that everybody has their own love language, things that they uh, want from their spouse mm -hmm. in order to feel the most loved. Um, one of them is words of affirmation. Physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, and acts of <gasps> service. That's me, acts of service. Yeah, but you're the giving that. So he would have to, that would have to be one of his love languages okay. in order for him to accept that as I don't think love. he cares at all <laughs> about the laundry being done. <laughs> Very, so what do you think yours are? What do you like on there? Getting gifts? I love you. old greedy? Gifts. I'm a greedy, I'm just greedy kidding. grub. I do like receiving gifts and I do like quality time. Christina, do you know what yours are? Mine would definitely be quality time. Mm. Really? And, and again, I probably everybody defines it differently, but like, I want quality time, like at my favorite restaurant, <laughs> like <it's laughs> so receiving gifts and quality, quality time. time. I want to be eating really yummy food. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to throw it off over here to the business manager. You won't be able to hear him say it, but I'm going to ask you, what are your love languages, business manager, husband? Physical touch. See, Shocker. I told you he wants that. He wants the physical touch. Mine's words of affirmation. Yeah. This is you. Yeah. hundred percent. So does he do that for you? Is he good at that? When I ask. <laughs> tell me i'm pretty tell me you love me <laughs> yeah tell me i'm pretty yeah. yeah does he ever send you a note or a text or a card that is unexpected no <sighs> play this for him yeah tell him to listen oh to this week's God. podcast text me his number i can't because i was yeah. talking crap about him earlier oh well we'll edit that out so definitely that and acts of service for me as well. Mm -hmm. So you would be a great spouse for me. I, I ask every year for Christmas. I ask Santa for a wife. <laughs> every oh, year. God. I would love to have a sister wife. That's not yeah. sleeping with my husband. I think right? that all you the know time. What I mean? Because here's the thing. I feel like as a, as the wife, I do all of my things for my husband that he doesn't want to do. 
And if I could have a wife like that, like I'd be so organized. Right. Right. But I'm a disaster because I'm not. But I also, he does a lot of the things that I don't want to do. So it's a, there is some give and take there, but we're also polar opposites. What about you, Uh, Christina? Are you and your spouse polar opposites? Very. Like, this is what our fight was about this morning. We're completely different. We have like the same morals, the same values, the same way we want to run the family and everything else is opposite. Mm. Look, everybody's (laughs) putting their love languages and it's interesting how different they all are. <gasps> Kelly says she gets a text every morning from her spouse. That's hush it, Kelly. Hush it, Kelly. What are, what about you? Are you two opposites? We text Taco Bell orders back and forth. That's it. Like, I give me a cheesy a gordita crunch while that's you're there. A love language. Are we? What was your question? Are you polar opposites? We're actually very similar. Like too similar, probably. Like we're both lazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like so. I, I, there has to be some differences. Yeah. He, I mean, has a penis. Yeah. I was going to say it, but then I was like, oh, that's too far. I'm already pushing it today. I'll I'll cover it. I got it. Um, I'm sure there are, there are differences in that he's more reserved and I'm more outgoing, but Mm. not in a, he dims my light way. Right. Because he, once you get to know him, he's really outgoing and I'm the opposite. I'm absolutely obnoxious at first just to get it out of the way. So you know what you're dealing with. You think that is a benefit? (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a choice. It's just how it works. That's so funny. I feel like I should bring in the the laugh from from the last podcast after that. Oh, your Count ah, Chocula? My Count Chocula laugh. (laughs) All right. Well, why don't we take one more caller? Okay. Let's take one more caller and you can tell us your love language and if you know your spouse's love language and then that way we can just, we'll we'll wrap this little ditty up nice with a bow. Also... It's probably too late, but I would also like to hear from somebody who puts their husband before the kids and then hear how they do that because I'm very curious about that as well. Oh, yeah. We forgot about that. That's okay. Well, maybe next time. Well, I think I personally, I'll tell you my thing. I will put him first when it when I can, which is probably the wrong answer. I <laughs> when it's convenient when for it's me. convenient for me. <laughs> um, that's exactly the truth. I'm just being honest. Uh, but of course my kids, like I still plate all of my kids food first and get them down. Like I don't plate his food. Right. Like he can plate his, you're right. Like he can plate his own food. I don't do that. But it is nice to have your food plated. I guess, but I'm also doing the dishes. So I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I could see though how it would be like a nice thing. Probably. You know what I mean? I plate my own food. But then they get used to it and you have to do it all the time. So no. it's better to just keep them disappointed. Keep them disappointed. <laughs> what is your marriage advice? Keep them disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they'll know there's no getting better. <laughs> that's solid advice. Oh my it? gosh, what that's so ma- funny. You've been married forever. What's your advice? Keep the bar low. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we're being so loud that Dave can't even hear the call. Oh, sorry, Dave. Oh gosh, so that's sorry. so funny because that's exactly how I live my life. Uh, I, I actually, I was, I was on a live earlier this morning, and somebody was like, "Could you be quiet? You're waking up dead people." And I was oh, like, <laughs> "That is not nice." And I said, "You know what, you little little Facebook troll, you can go watch something else, okay? Or you're going to be one of those dead people." I oh wake Lord, up. yeah. Sorry. I just, I am loud. It's just part of who I am. Same Z's. All right. We have a caller. Okay. I thought that said Viagra, but it says West Virginia. <laughs> Virginia. Where We've are got we going Erica. To? Oh, my. With three kids. Hi, Erica. 
Hi, guys. Hi, Meredith. Hi. Uh, uh, <laughs> hi, Tiffany. <laughs> hi. I, I, I was laughing at you about the West Virginia and the Viagra thing, so I couldn't say hi. Okay, <laughs> I'll take it. So, Erica, what's, what is your love language, and do you know your spouse's? Oh, yes, I do. Okay. I am I am active service. Mm. Um, and my husband is physical touch and words of affirmation. All right. I like it sounds so much nicer when somebody says physical touch and not just sex. <laughs> His love language it's, is sex. I was trying to be nice. I know. It's me- really just. I hear you. So he wants you to like do him and tell him he's wonderful at the same time. That would be his dream. Yes. Yes. That would be his dream. He's physical or affirmation and physical touch. I'm with you. I do that. I have to do that several times a week for my husband. (laughs) You're the best. (laughs) That would be great if my husband was home, but see, he works away just like now. I won't see him. He's been gone for three weeks and I won't see him till Thanksgiving. Oh, man. That's, That's what I tell him all the time when he's like, well, don't you miss me? I'm gone. And I'm like, I know you miss me. You're out work. You're working hard for our family. Yes. You, you, so to me, I know you love me. I don't need you to tell me every day. Aww. Right. But that's fantastic. That's great. I'm so sorry yeah. that he works away like that, but I'm so glad that when you guys are together, it's bouncing. Well, yeah. Well, and here's the thing. <laughs> what? <That's never> a- <laughs> Here's the thing. That would have never worked when we had three children at home. Like, and I was trying to work and be a mom at home by myself. But we're older now, and they're all gone. So it's all right. Well, I think that's awesome. I I do. I think that's fantastic. And I think it's best if we're honest about it with our spouse, right? Like, I know exactly what he wants, and there's no... Like there's no mind reading involved. And I think that's a positive for our marriage because I know not, he doesn't expect to get gifts from me. He doesn't expect to get, you know what I mean? Like this overflow of like emotional love or whatever. Cause I can't give that to him and he knows that. So he, that it works for us. You're dying over there. <laughs> I'm watching the replay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not sure Erica. if they believe it works or not, but here's the thing. I- even though like you struggle with that stuff or whatever, I know my, I know that he's into the, you know, words of affirmation that sometimes you have to go out of your comfort zone and meet them where they're at and show them a little bit and say the things that you wouldn't naturally say, because that's what keeps your marriage strong. Right. Don't get me wrong. That's not an everyday thing, you know, but I try and that, and I think, you know, everything you guys have touched on today is, you know, my life, which is what happens after you've gone through all the stages of marriage, divorce, remarriage, stepkids. I mean, I, I could have just sat on the show with you. Uh, but aw, yes. once, you've, once you've done all that and you you get remarried to someone, and we, we've been married for almost 15 years now, there are a lot of things you would do differently. Just like Tiffany talking about putting your spouse in front of your children. If you'd have asked me that when my children were three and six opposed to 18 and 21, I would have been just like you guys. You're crazy. My kids will always come first. Right. But after, after 15 years of marriage and you realize as they get older, they're leaving you. Mm. They're going to be gone and you're going to be here with this, with this person for the rest of your life, which was the plan. So you better figure out how to make it work. Oh my gosh. Across from each other in 20 years going, who the hell are you? Yeah. Did wow. you just realize at some point your kids are going to leave? I just <laughs> Tiffany just had the realization that her children are not going to currently live at home for, for forever. I'm trying not to think about it because well, it's sad, but, but what an amazing true. point but she just true. made. That's absolutely true. Christina, wow. Christina, what is your thought in that respect? Because you have 
older children and a toddler still. So what do you think? Like, are you finding ways? Cause I agree with you. I don't think balance exists. I think it's a bad, I call it a four letter word. I don't think it's a truthful thing that we can do in our lives because being moms and wives is exhausting, but like, are, are you doing, are you just trying to pull and like you said, with your date nights and whatever, is that what you try to do to keep the, keep him being first in the, in the marriage? I mean, yeah, the date nights for us, if we didn't have our date nights, be so hard because I'm so busy and he's really busy and he has crazy work hours. And then we got three kids and we got the ex-husband and we have in-laws that live a mile away that we help out, help out with. So it's like life is crazy. And if we don't take that time out for ourselves, it, I, I don't know. I feel like we would disconnect. The other thing we try to do is a couple times a year, we'll just go away for the weekend. And I know not everybody has that luxury because there's not babysitters around. We're lucky our in-laws live nearby, but just getting away for three days, we come back and we're literally like, you would think we were newlyweds. I don't know what it is. We just need that connection alone without any kids. Well, I want to thank you for calling in um, I, and and sharing that because I, you just blew Tiffany's it did mind. It changed my life, honestly. And but but thank you so much, and I think that that was a fantastic that was a fantastic last call for today. Holy yeah, God, that was yeah. Great. So thank you so much. Thank you, and and Christina is right, and I think probably the way she thinks and I think similar is because we both had relationships with other people and deal with that. We're just in a different place, and if you don't take that time. Like when we got married to make that time, you know, away from our kids and the exes and do that, you won't last. And once you've had a marriage, it doesn't last. The second time, you really kind of hope you get it right. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to leave and go hug my husband right now. <laughs> I take back everything I ever said. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for calling in. Bye, Erica. Thank right. you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. I never thought about that, though. Once the kids go, then you've got this guy sitting in your house. And if you haven't been watering the yep. flower of marriage <laughs> what lord then it's not going to bloom it's going to be wilted and dead and you're going to be like i don't want this dead flower your husband is going to be a dead <laughs> but one of the, one that of was the a bad analogy piece of advice i got from someone who's been married forever and their kids are grown was um once your kids start to become teenagers and you know you know you're going to start soon they're going to move out and you're going to be on your oh. own with your spouse Come up, figure out a hobby that you guys want to do together because basically your kids have been your work, right? Mm. Your kids have been the thing you've had in common this whole time. And so find something and don't wait till they're all gone because by then it's almost like too late. Like start that while they're in high school so that when they leave, you already have this thing established, whatever it is, whether you play tennis together or you whatever. So I love that. What is your hobby? What? What that you two have. We don't have one yet because I got a four year old, so I got time. I'm buying time. Oh, you're buying time. Okay, I because I thought you were gonna be like, oh, we're tennis pros. Mm. <laughs> no, I, right now it's dates and sex is what we have okay. in common. <laughs> All right. Okay. What awesome. am I the? Whole... You're still in the trenches, sweetheart. Why is everybody having sex? Better. We got time, you guys. We have time. Yeah, it's true. I'm telling you, we didn't. Yeah, I'm telling you, it was non-existent when my kids were little, little. And they're not anymore. And so there are, there's more time for that. Right. It just, it's just, a, it's, it's a true statement. Right. And I mean, think about the amount of time we're going to have when all the kids are gone. Like that's all I do morning to night other than work is like, this kid needs this and this kid needs this. And like, you're going to have so much more time to do whatever hobby you don't have time to do now. 
I know what hobby you're talking about. Yeah, well, my husband is looking at me with a creepy <laughs> face. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I I feel like I'm not gonna want to by then. It's gonna be like an old haunted house. <laughs> you're behind <laughs> us. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna it's scary and what dark cobwebs <laughs> cobwebs oh my god sorry well so that <laughs> went sideways but thank you so much Christina for being on this on the show and we can't wait to read your book let's talk about it the way I thought of it as I've been writing it is and I know you guys can relate to this I get all these emails you guys get emails I'm sure from a ton of women and they're asking for advice on this or they're asking how how did you get through that or how whatever and I don't have time to answer everybody so I feel like this book will be me going in depth about things that I've shared about my life, whether they're funny or serious. It's my giant email back to all those people I couldn't email that will Ooh, answer all that. those things you wanted to know. I, I love, love that. that. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And the tour starts in January. And so you'll have tour yes. dates up, I would assume, soon on your Facebook and website? Yes, I will be announcing everything. So follow me there. Okay. Some fun stuff coming up. Well, thank you so much. We had a blast yeah. today. This was so much fun. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, ladies. And come visit me in California. I'm serious. I love Southern California. You can California. stay at my place. Next <gasps> time I'm there, I'm hitting you up. Or maybe not just showing up. You know what I mean? We could. We could do a, a what's it called? Ding dong dash? Ditch. Ditch. Don't, never mind. Guys, I'll just mail you a key. It'll make <laughs> oh, it easier. Perfect. There we go. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on with us. And as, as per the usual, we had another great episode of Take It or Leave It. Yes. Thank you, Christina. Thank you, guys. So join us next week where we're going to be doing some cool stuff that involves inflatable balloon animals and goats. Oh, that's not true. There's nothing written, (laughs) but we're going to do something awesome, whatever it is. All right. Okay. Join us next week on Take It or Leave It, an advice ish show hosted by two struggling moms (laughs) who have have no no idea idea what what we're we're doing. doing. I did it at the same time that time. We got it. Okay, bye. I love you guys. That was painful. Bye. (laughs)